Good morning, everybody. Hey, this is Ken from Mornings with Ken, and I have a special announcement today. The following program you're going to hear this morning is actually taken from my YouTube channel. That's right. Mornings with Ken now has a YouTube channel, and you can uh, watch it. Just uh, go on YouTube and search for Mornings with Ken, and you can join me there also. If you like it, let me know. Send me an email at kenlotney at gmail.com. That's kenlotney at gmail.com. Tell me if you like the YouTube channel. Um, either way, um, this podcast isn't going anywhere. This podcast will continue, but I just wouldn't let you know that uh, there's a YouTube channel out there, and I've gotten some good feedback so far. So let me know, but otherwise, stay tuned and enjoy the show. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Mornings with Ken. Hey, I hope you got your cup of coffee and your virtual donut. Why don't you pull up a chair, kick off your shoes, and stay a while? Hey, I'm not sure this video will be released, but um, it might, you know. I'm playing around with the idea of having a YouTube uh, channel, Mornings with Ken, and I'm not much of a tech guy, but I might give this a try. So... You might see this on YouTube, you might not, but at any rate, I'm glad you guys stopped by. Take another sip. That's some good coffee. Hey, today on Mornings with Ken, I want to talk a little bit about uh, poverty and uh, not to toot my own horn or... Well, I guess I am promoting myself, but I have this uh, little book I wrote. Well, it's, it's about uh, over 200, almost 300 pages, um, and it's uh, the least of these. The least of these, what scripture has to say about poverty. It's a pretty good um, sized book here, and the only reason I, I say that because poverty is close to my heart. It's what I care about. Um, it's an important issue with me. And uh, so I just captured my thoughts onto the page and uh, went through as much scripture as possible about poverty. And if I found scriptures that were kind of duplicate ideas, um, I didn't include those because they were just saying basically the same thing in other passages of scripture. But I pretty much captured a lot of what scripture has to say about poverty. And uh, I found it eye-opening. You know, sometimes we do very good as Christians uh, talking about our theology. You know, we love talking about Arminianism and Calvinism and all the isms, um, tulip, and we love talking about uh, how to worship God, how to 
study the word of God better, self Christian self-help books, all kinds of subject matters, making disciples, all kinds of subject matters that we talk about and we practice. But one of the most important, I call I call it a Christian discipline because I think it is part of growing and part of being a believer is practicing generosity. And I think it's more than just generosity. I think it's a practical action we should be taking as much as we can. Now, granted, we can't solve all the world's problems. We can't solve poverty worldwide. Um, There's many, many um, organizations out there that are doing great work around the world to have an impact on poverty and it's much needed and it's much appreciated but as Christians you know we can go to church on Sunday we can do all the things well we can do all the disciplines well we can lead people to Christ we can share the gospel we can worship we can pray we can study the word Um, we can have commentaries on on uh uh scriptures and we can go over over and over scripture i have a like i got my matthew henry's commentary right here some people say he's outdated but no matthew henry that's a classic can never be outdated i got commentaries behind me many different kinds of commentaries so we could study the word well but as james says faith without works is dead and we could do so many of these things well but there's so much in scripture about poverty. And, and I wonder, I wonder as even us seasoned Christians, do we purposely overlook it or just not know what to do about it? Because the Bible is full, full, I mean full of scripture. This, the, the little book that I wrote here, Page after page, there's, a, there's probably a scripture on all, almost every page in this book, all having to do with poverty. And, and I tried to keep the, the verses in context. And, uh, but there's principles in these scriptures, even in the Old Testament, that may be directed towards Israel um, being generous or, or nations being generous and what happens to nations that are not generous. And even though they're talking to Pacific people, I believe the application's there because God put it throughout the whole Bible about what we do for those, least of these, those without. And, uh, I'm going to dive in real quick to uh, Matthew 25, uh, verses 31 to 46. This is coming from my, well, this is scripture here, but uh, it's coming from my, from my book. And if you don't mind, let me, let me read this. When the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. 
all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats so notice here in Matthew 25 when the son of man comes in his glory that's talking about Christ and all the angels with him that's going to be an amazing amazing sight um I'm looking forward to that day when Christ with his angels come in glory. Ah, oh, man, I'm just, uh, praise God, I'm looking for that day. So what's going to happen? He's going he's to establish his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats <clears throat> pretty simple there but notice the next part he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left <clears throat> now um, in this Im imagery um, the sheep represent the believers in Christ the followers of Christ the goats represent those are, that are not his they're not his. Um, I need another sip of coffee. Let's do this thing, right? You ready? Get your coffee. Have coffee with me. There's nothing like a good cup of coffee. All right, back to scripture. Then the king will say to those on his right, King Jesus, King Jesus, the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, and take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. So he's welcoming in his sheep to the inheritance prepared since the creation of the world. Of the world God's got his plan he knows everything he's the Alpha and Omega he had already planned for this moment ah oh, praise God so he's, he's inviting the sheep in to his right and uh, here's the important part now I I don't want to mislead you um, down the road of works. We are absolutely not saved by works. There is nothing we can do to be saved by works. We didn't save ourselves. We were dead. We were dead without Christ. We were dead. A dead man cannot raise himself up off the ground or accept anything. We, we were dead without Christ. So I want to clearly state, I am not teaching about works here. I'm teaching about, I'm teaching, I'm reading the Bible. Uh, I'm mentioning here that it is grace from God. Faith in Christ, grace. But okay, let's move on now. And why is he separating them? What's causing the separation here? Now, remember, he, he just said he's separating the sheep and the goats. 
sheep to the right, the goats to the left. Politics, Democrat, Republican. No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. Don't even get anybody upset. But hey, let's move on. So he's separating them. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will say, Lord, when did we see you hungry? When did we feed you? When did we see you thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger invited you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? Mm. They're saying, hey, Lord, when, when, when did we do this? You're, you're saying we saw you uh, homeless and took you in. You were thirsty. We gave you something to drink. We didn't do that for you. Jesus, right, right? Here, and then notice what he says next. He says right here, the king will re reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Whatever you did for the least of these, my brothers, you did to me brothers and sisters. <clears throat> so the way we treat the person we love the least is the way we love Christ the most. I didn't say that. I have to give credit to uh, uh, Glenn Kaiser for saying that little phrase. <coughs> Excuse me. But when you've done it to the least of these. Now, there's some there's some debate. You can debate down this road about was he referring to um, his followers, the least of these, um, because of the persecution that they would go under later, you know, um, and being martyred. Was he, cons was he talking about his literally brothers and sisters from his physical family that would have been you know his uh half brothers and sisters there's a debate about how you can you can define brothers and sisters was it just just the jewish people i don't think so i don't think that i don't think that fits at all i think the best way to look at this the clearest way to look at this is the least of these those without i think if you try to make it say something else it's a little bit of a stretch. Um, so the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. 
I was sick and in prison. You did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? They're saying, we never saw you like that. He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. <clears throat> so, if you've been in church uh, most of your life and sat under thousands of sermons, you've probably heard Matthew 25 uh, preached. And often I hear it preached, preached as the the saved and unsaved hey you better get right with jesus or you're going to go to the eternal flames but if you are one of his sheep you're going to go to eternal life there's truth to that but again how do you get away from the separation of why he's separating them he's separating them for those that did to the least of these and to those that didn't do to the least of these so there's a separation isn't just the ones that believed in Christ and ones that didn't believe in Christ. The separation is due to their not doing the gospel and then doing the gospel. Because you can't have the gospel message and not do the gospel. So were they saved? By their works, if they if they didn't if they did perform the the works, or are they not saved because they didn't do it? No, there, there's people are you are saved by grace in Christ alone. That's it. However, if you are a true believer in Christ, the works should follow. The works of doing actions for the poor should follow. And, and I will say, I don't know why it is. Um, sometimes us uh, more seasoned saints, we, we tend to gloss over that or we, or we put it in a category of, well, this is what the, the early church should have done for the church family so it's so it's only included into the family you know perhaps we'll, we'll have a uh, benevolence fund we'll have uh, you know we, we minimize it well as long as we make a category of it where's one of our deacons deacons you're in charge of uh, yeah anybody need something groceries that's you you know, we, we throw it off so lightly, but we don't throw out sharing the gospel lightly, do we? We don't throw out um, great good doctrine, do we? We need to study the word and make sure we have the most solid doctrine of anybody. And we should be solid in our doctrine. Those are good things. But I think us Christians... In the West, we're guilty of choosing different things to, to, to stand on 
that are important to us, but not important. Um, it's important to us, but the things that, that we don't really care about, we kind of shove off to the side. Hey, make a ministry for that kind of, you know, just donate, let's donate some uh, food to the homeless shelter, which is good. That's good. That's great. But you know, here it's, it's, it's such individualized in Matthew 25. Those that did and those that didn't, not the church, not a program, not the government, dare I say. I don't think we should give up uh, 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 this opportunity to be generous to the government. In fact, I wish I could get to that quote real quick. Um, I'll have to find that another day. But, you know, the Christians were so successful in feeding the, feeding the poor um, in Rome that it scared the emperor because he said, wow, the Christians are being so loved and liked. They're, all, they're almost putting an end to poverty, basically. And they got fearful, so they decided as a government to mimic what the Christian church was doing in Rome because the Christians were so successful at it. We don't see that today. You know what we see today in in, in the church? I, my time's about ready running out, but you know what we see? We see big buildings. On, unfortunately, on, on television, we do. Um, the televangelists, we see huge complexes. We, we don't see the urgency of reaching out to the poor. And uh, I, I think it's, I think we're a little misguided and I think we could do better. So, hey, this wasn't to bring you down today. Uh, this is a great opportunity, great opportunity. And just think, the sovereign Lord, our creator, is giving us a chance to be a part of his generosity. He was generous to us. He offered us his son on a cross and died to save us, to save our souls, to redeem us. Now he says, hey, now you can play a part of what I want to accomplish in the here and now. But the things yet to come will be even better. And I want to be part of those sheep that he sends to the right. I don't want to be the goat that he sends to the eternal flame. Um, and I, I, and I put my trust and faith in Jesus Christ and he holds my salvation. But Hey, uh, again, not really just, just to plug my book, but I'm plugging my book. Um, the least of these, what, what scripture has to say about poverty, um, pick it up on Lulu. Lulu is, uh, L U L U.com L U L U.com. And Hey, order, order it as a Christmas present for somebody. Um, I think it's, 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 it's about 290 pages and it's basically as much scripture as I could give 
on poverty, the poor. I think I think it's a good book. I mean, I'm not bragging, but um, but no, if if you care to read it, um, it's also if you can find it on BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com, and Bam. I think it's on Bam. It's it's anywhere you can buy books on the internet. Um, it's available. But if you go to Lulu, um, you'll get a cheaper cost from Lulu. The the publisher itself will give you a better deal. If you order it straight from Lulu, L-U-L-U dot com, and just, just look up my name on the website, Kenneth Lotney, the least of these, and buy two and uh, give one to a friend. But no, truly, um, let's just love our, our neighbors and do do well. Thanks for stopping by today, guys. I love you. Bye.